Hello, and welcome to an exciting episode of Metaphysical AF. Today, I'm going to be answering some questions about the deck and answering some, you know, kind of dispelling some myths, really. So one of the questions that I got from a reviewer was this question of like, why are there no strange names on the cards? And there's a very good reason there are not strained names on the cards. And there's a very good reason why there are many other decks that have done that exact same thing. So here's where we're going to talk about the Indica Sativa Dilemma and how this plant has evolved to be manipulated genetically and why I didn't include names of cultivars, which is what they're actually called. We're not going to call them strains. We're going to call them cultivars because that's actually what they are. So the reason I didn't name these certain cultivars is because historically, scientists classified cannabis into three different types of species, which was cannabis sativa, cannabis indica, and cannabis ruderalis. These all had effects that were completely different, all had different feelings, and they all thrived in different growing conditions and had very different geographical origins. Now, this way of classification was correct when the cultivars were all land race cultivars, when those were the ones that were dominant. But it's not true now because many people breed different cultivars many people make new strains. So a land race cultivar means that it's natural to the region it grew in and it was not manipulated by humans. So you can find different cultivars outside of outside of wild cannabis growing in Thailand, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Nepal, and even South Africa. But because humans have manipulated the genetics to breed more potent cannabis, it also gives us the ability to grow in different environments, which is not a land race. So cannabis didn't grow in Northern California naturally. It took hybridized seeds from Amsterdam to be able to grow in the conditions so that the cannabis was flourishing. Now, due to like the hybridization of cannabis, it, it's able to be broken down in categories relating to the effect and more about the cultivation of the region or the appearance. So as a cannabis sommelier, it's important for me to explain this to people now because it can rid preconceptions throughout their dinners or throughout their encounter with cannabis. So in general, <laughs> Cannabis sativa, indica, ruralis are just different qualities, like historically, traditionally, indica, sativa qualities. All of these terms mean the same things. So that's why there are not strain names or cultivar names on the cannabis oracle deck, because it's not relevant to the actual spirit of the plant. Now, the reason that most people want it to be associated with some kind of name is because they elicit some kind of feeling with that. But that has nothing to do with the strain name either. I'm sorry. <laughs> that has everything to do with the terpenes. So when someone, you know, someone said in a review that me making the claim that I was the first black cannabis sommelier uh, was a bombastic claim, but like, it's bombastic that people have these perceptions of cannabis that are truly just 
not rooted in education. And it's not because they don't have the education. It's because that education is not available to them for the most part. It's not accessible to them. And it's not understood that that's a type of you know, education that they can get. So talking about terpenes, this is why, you know, if I was going to put stray names, I would have had to put terpene profiles. And that is just not the deck that I was trying to make. Uh, this deck isn't about terpenes. This deck is about the spirit of the cannabis plant. So terpenes are organic compounds or hydrocarbons that exist in cannabis, as well as all plants and vegetables and trees and fruit and everything. Um, it's what produces the aroma in the plants, as well as help fight off diseases and infections. So when humans, when consumed by humans and cannabis, it gives us this type of mood uh, that we attribute to being high. THC gives you the euphoric feeling while terpenes give you the type of feeling you feel. So terpenes are what make you feel sedative or creative or relaxed or energized or all the other feelings, whatever. Now, this is where becoming a cannabis connoisseur becomes good because if you can identify the terpenes by using your sense of smell, you can actually identify your high before you even start to consume something. We like to say your nose knows because it actually does. So if you smell something and you're like, I don't like how that smells, that's not the cannabinoid or the plant for you. So building this deck, it was really about giving people that authority and ability to actually ask themselves what is good for them and not just go off of the way things should be or how they've been told things should be. And people don't like that sometimes, which is okay, which is absolutely okay. But, you know, out of 200 terpenes that are dominant, there are 16 core terpenes that we find in cannabis and I'm not going to name all of them, but you may know some of them. And this is why I also didn't put these names in the deck, because it doesn't make sense for them to be in the deck with the other themes. So, you know, myrcene, limonene, linalool, beta-pinene, caryophyllene, eucalyptol. Some of these you actually know, and you'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm familiar with linalool, blah, blah, blah. You know, these are different cultivars that or these are different terpenes that have uh, appearance in all different types of cannabis cultivars. So just because you have a OG Kush or whatever, doesn't mean that the terpenes are, you know, it, it matters what the terpenes are. It doesn't matter what the name is. So that's what I would come back to is it matters what the card is. It doesn't matter that there's not strain names. So Join me for the next episode where we're going to go over another question and I'm going to give you the exact details of why it is the way it is with scientific backing from my cannabis sommelier ship. So thank you all so much for listening. I hope this was wonderful to hear and I hope that it clears up some reasons why there are not strains names in the Cannabis Oracle deck. If you are looking for a cannabis deck that has strain names attached to it, there are plenty of resources that you can use. Um, and I'm actually going to look them up right now and tell them to you so that you guys can get them. So there was an article written last year from Leafly. It was like 20, you know, some weed inspired decks that you need. So just going down through these, this is not, I've never used any of these decks, uh, but I'm more than happy to support these people. The 420 Tarot by Juliana Rose. 
This is so cute. I love the use of the bong and the sword and how there's cannabis incorporated into the different aspects. Love that. Soul cards, uh, Green Dream Tarot by Christine Fredheim. Sorry if I said your name wrong, hon. Uh, this deck is like golden and gilded and beautiful. Absolutely love it. Uh, it says it's best described for being created for those who chill. So that's fantastic. It also offers a PDF download, um, which is really great because you can only fit so much into a tarot deck guidebook, really. You can only put so much into it. And it looks like maybe these two are the only ones that are named. Um, but definitely just type in Cannabis Tarot into um, Google and find some amazing tarot decks. The thing is, is like, we all are here to create what we're here to create and everybody can have their honest reviews and their honest opinions. But honestly, you know, what other people's opinions are, are really none of your business. And the people who sit out and give opinions really, you know, they, what's the intention really um, is the intention to actually, you know, what's the intention? I'll just leave it at that. So thank you all so much for listening. Make sure you go buy the deck if you're called to it. And if you're not called to buy the deck for one reason or another, I highly encourage you to go to the 40 Tons Foundation and support a prisoner that is locked up currently in the American jail system. Over 40,000 nonviolent cannabis prisoners are locked up in American prisons to date. That's 40,000 men and women who are not around their families, who might not be able to make phone calls, who are in jail for a plant. So there's a lot of entitlement on the internet. And I think that the best way to bring people down off of their entitlement statue or their entitlement soapbox is to really let them understand that while we're here and we're getting to say the things that we wanna say about the people that we wanna say it about, there are people sitting on the bunk that don't have anything to do and they're in jail for a plant. So whenever you see someone on their high horse or they don't like something that has something to do with cannabis or they refer to cannabis as a drug, just remember that just in America alone, those there are 40,000 nonviolent cannabis offenders. So if you don't want to support the deck because of one reason or another, maybe religiously, maybe spiritually, whatever it is, if you don't feel called to get this deck, if you're listening to this, please go to the 40 Tons Foundation and go to the shop page and go to the prisoners page. You can buy a t-shirt with a prisoner's face and name on it. And 100% of those proceeds go directly into that prisoner's commissary, which is their bank. So if you don't want to support something for one reason or another, or you can't support it right now, please donate what you can to the people who are locked up currently, because more education about this plant more education about how it is spiritually driven and inclined to help humanity is only going to help us move prison reform along and get these people out of jail. No one deserves to be in jail for a plant. And if you have a problem with me standing up and saying that, I feel for you because when you're directly affected by this, When you see people who are your companions and community fighting for the rights that we all have and take for granted to upload a video and 
post people's comments as you only want to post half of the comment. People do exactly what they want for their own attention and reaction. That's the number one. Those four agreements. Don't take anything personally is my favorite because no one does anything to actually do anything to you. They do it for themselves. They do it because they think it's going to make them feel better. And when it doesn't make them feel better, they reach out to other people to try to feed that momentum and enhance that cortisol that they are thriving on. When you see angry people, when you see people who continue this momentum of hate instead of instead of understanding that their energy has been matched and they should really just take a step back and listen to what is being told to them you're not going to get through so what other people think about you is none of your business and what other people's opinions about you are are also none of your business my favorite quote this week come from gala darling where i was doing the high vibe honey uh, tapping live on Sunday. And she said, I'm no longer the queen about giving a fuck what anyone thinks. And I encourage everyone to really be in that land of, I don't give a fuck land because there's always going to be people that love you. There's always going to be people that don't love you. And people's opinions of you are none of your business. So have a great rest of your day and meet me at midnight because I'm also going to be on edge waiting for what Taylor has to give us. Bye.